Welcome to Mastering Your Life Podcast, where our center of focus will always be helping you to master your light. I'm your host, King, and I'm here with my co-host, Tia. Hi, everybody. We're so glad you're here. This podcast will help you on your journey through life. Mastering your light will be your saving grace. Not knowing how could be your downfall. Our goal is to help you understand yourself and the different parts of you. Once that is achieved, your natural feminine or masculine energy will flow effortlessly. We are. Okay. So we're going to stick with identifying the strengths, the power, the beauty in women as feminine and men as masculine. Because right now, there may be some imbalance or confusion. So, what's your hot take on that? As far as the whole scope of identity? Yeah, as it relates to femininity and masculinity. So, here is, here is King's Hair's take on the whole identity. You can't necessarily put, when you talk about identity, it splits off into two. Because identity for, for men, which we consider masculine, is different than identity for women, which is your whole feminine side. Two different it's worlds. Two different worlds. Yeah. So that's why they say there's, there's books of like men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we're made differently, but we're also made to complement each other. I agree. It's it's what you call an eternal dance. So masculinity is designed to do what femininity can't do. As as the flip side is femininity is designed to do what masculinity can't do. And today, what we live in, the society where, you know, feminism is pushed so heavily, um, I think there is a misunderstanding of what, you know, feminism is... I think maybe it was always intended, you know, for the wrong purposes, but there was good intention somewhere in there. And the whole movement basically portrayed that women wanted to be equal to men and that we can do everything you can do and that we're just as good as you or better. And the 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 weak part of that is if I'm striving so much to outdo men, I'm letting go of every beauty, beautiful thing that comes along with being a woman. Because all I'm focused on is outdoing the man and being a man. So being a feminine woman is like looked down upon as being weak or like too soft. You know, not realizing that is beauty and femininity. But you want to be a man so much <laughs> to prove that you're better than men. You know, you can never explore that. But that's that the you see how you kind of took the topic into where it's supposed to go. So here's where, and this is where master your light comes. It's paramount for today because you have to understand that your light is part of who you are. Your your light is who you are. So it's your identity. So you have to first identify who you are. So. If you're a man, you have to identify as a man. If you're a woman, you have to identify as a woman. There are things and there are aspects within those both compounds 
that make you great. Here's the thing. We have to find out what makes us great. And we don't find out one day. We don't find out tomorrow. Sometimes it takes weeks, possibly years. And this is what teachers, tutors, parents aren't telling the kids. You don't find it out today. You find it out over time. You take a little bit from here, you take a little bit from there, Mm -hmm. and you kind of take it. And if it fits you, you keep it. If it doesn't apply, what? You let it fly. Like, okay, that's not me. It's gone. Mm -hmm. This is me. It's here. So when you talk about masculinity and femininity as an eternal dance, you know there's things that women do good and there's things that men do good. Absolutely. It does not confine you to gender roles. So when people get into the whole gender roles thing, I'm like, you're missing it. Mm-hmm. Like, a woman's naturally is supposed to speak softer than a man does. There is power in her words and her staying inside of that feminine compound. Mm-hmm. So we hear, men hear you, but men don't like, when men talk to other men, we talk in different tones. When we talk to women, we talk in different tones. Mm-hmm. That's when men understand the beauty of masculinity. I think it's powerful. Like, I have um, friends that, you know, they. I would like to say that they mastered their femininity. And I can tell and I can see the power in them because they can speak very softly, but still with conviction, like conviction. And, like, they can be assertive without stepping outside of the lines of femininity. And it's inspiring as a woman, as a, a person that I would like to say shied away from femininity because I had that perception that, you know, being a woman was being weak, you know, pers- like pursuing the life of being a mother and a wife. I'm like, that that doesn't seem that appealing. If you know what the job that goes into being a woman or a mother, you, you know it's very complex. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make you a weak person if you want to be or if you desire if you have aspirations of being a mother or or a housewife that's kind of the the eternal dance that masculinity femininity is in you're supposed to do what we can't do you can't other things we can't do so it's that dance that kind of highlights the whole feminine aspect like you love these certain things that makes you a woman you love this particular color you love these type of activities you love this but a lot of times because social media takes us to a place of being jealous or envious of other people, now we want to be somebody that we're not. And that's not who we are. Because who we are in a nutshell should always be related to your light. Your light should be dwelled between masculinity or femininity. You have to choose. You have to pick a side. So when you pick a side, you then do the work like, hey, I like blue or hey, I like pink. These are the reasons why. These colors make me feel good. These colors don't make me feel good. And I see more and more women liking things because they're so-called idols. They're so-called people that they look up to. They are liking these things because they like them. And being a person that taught in the public school sector for like two years or so, I noticed that most kids between that elementary school age was so important because at that point they were defining themselves. Mm -hmm. And 
in that space of defining themselves, and I, I'm telling parents this, you have to allow them to make certain mistakes. It doesn't mean you don't correct them. It doesn't mean you don't show them the way. It's you watch, you learn, and you allow them to make certain mistakes in order to, for them to be that person you want them to be. And this is them taking their little bit of light and they're trying to figure it out. They put little things up to the light. You, you ever light a little match and take a little piece of paper and <laughs> try to burn it? Like, oh, oh, that's what it does, huh? Okay. So it's it's like the same thing. So this, and I don't want I don't want to use the well. I will use the word. We're at an identity crisis, and so and T is probably asking me, what do you mean by identity crisis? What do you mean by identity crisis? <laughs> <laughs> the identity crisis is. As a whole and as a community, as a, as human beings, we're, we're deciding on who we want to be next. And it's not a bad thing we're here because through our, through our mistakes, we find a better us. So I'm saying your identity has to be rooted in something. It means you can leave certain morals behind, but you have to now form and craft new ones. So if I'm like EI example... I don't like blue anymore. That's fine. But why do you like purple? Tell me why. You can't like it because, you no, know, Bob the Builder likes purple. That's not how that works. Like, what grafted you towards purple? You can say, I saw Bob the Builder liking it, and now it now defines me because it expresses who I am. So I'm all good about expression as long as your expression doesn't damper another person's expression. So... You're asking me, like, hey, are you okay with people expressing themselves? Of course I am. Irregardless of whether we agree with the speech or not, we got to be okay with people expressing themselves. I'm a person that, because I do, um, I do appreciate and I do uh, validate expression, I, I guess I journeyed into identity based on principles. And then I, I found places to play in between. But who I am is what I like to think is like based on and rooted in like foundational principles that I care about. And this is what, you know, I, I don't like to say I become something. It's more so I'm just becoming aware of who I am because it's really just layers that you peel back. You're already this person. Because this is who God made you, but you're just now figuring out who you are. You know, it's, it's something like um, having insecurities, for example. You could be an amazing person, but if all you see are your own insecurities, then you'll just think you're not. So it's not so much that you become an amazing person at the end of your life. It's more so you spent years peeling back the layers of your insecurities to, to finally accept that expression and finally accept who you are. At a young age, like um, school children, if they have the opportunity to explore without being confined, like being confined to certain rules, it will be less of a rebellion and less of an identity crisis. Correct. If they got more time and more opportunity to play and experience and, you know, explore identity um, and who they were, it will be less <laughs> crazy stuff happening. You know, because you got the release, you got the outlet at a young age. You don't have to lash out and do crazy things that you'll regret later. You'll make mistakes and things like you said. But 
But I think kind of we speak from a standpoint of being that, can I, I want to say being that part of that generation that had that space to express themselves. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at baby boomers, them expressing themselves with led to the consequences. We were one of the few generations that can express ourselves in multiple fashions. Mm-hmm. So if you look at the generation today, basically the ones that, like, they're matriculating through high school and they they basically, their high school experience was COVID, the whole COVID pandemic experience. And I don't look at it as a bad thing because all things are for a purpose. But the whole COVID experience let them live their high school experience at home inside of a room, whatever size it may be. Therefore, their only their only outlet, their only avenue, or their only way to express themselves was through social media. So you had to get creative. A lot of them, their creation their creative self was could have been damaging or detrimental, or it could have spawned off a negative kind of, you know, a negative speech, or it could be a positive speech. But what we see now is the, the post effects, which are a little questioning. And I say that from, from most people, that you, you say this new generation is questionable, but then I always say, were we, were we different? We weren't much different. We just didn't have everybody to record us 24 hours a day, seven <laughs> days a week. Like, I'm sure if you took back, if you took me back to middle school, I'm almost positive there, were, <laughs> there was dangerous things. So you see this, and they're, they're discovering, they're figuring out, they're expressing themselves in a way that we wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And from there, I, t- I tip my hats to the to do graduates, you know, you're doing something that we wouldn't do. You have opportunities, you have spaces that you weren't doing it. So if your light is shining in podcasting, I encourage you to get out there and let the world hear you. Now he's like, okay, King, who's going to hear me? There's more people like you than you know. And that's where your identity lies in. Hey, I want to speak to somebody that's like me. They're, they're going to be like me because I know there's other people out there that, that identify with who I am. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, and sometimes when we get the word identity mixed up, so when I kind of did a little research, um, the word identity, and this is, how it, I, this is how you define the word, and it says identity can be defined as the fact of being who or what a person or thing is. Now, it's basically a loaded statement. So it's saying anything goes, basically, which is true. However, when that anything goes, you you have to understand that there are people that are, even in their older self or their new age, they're still discovering who they are who they can be. So like I shared with Tia before we got the whole podcast started, I was like, this is a focal point for me because I've been here multiple times, you know, changing things, doing things, been here trying to 
being wondering what people would think, deciding whether I want this is what I wanted to do. But I find out at the end of the day, the best person to navigate or dictate what my identity was was me. Mm. And this is the purpose of this podcast. And this is the part of this is the mastering part. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to start over. It's okay to to navigate through uncharted waters. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to be scared to the point where you need to think about things. But it's not okay to be scared and not do anything. Yeah. I think for me, to your point, I didn't necessarily know what I was starting the journey to. I call it now, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. So I'm able to say, oh, that was me traveling and discovering my identity. But when I got started, it was just like, I don't know what I'm doing, but something has to give. Like, I want my life to change. And what I'm doing now is obviously not working. So, you know, I decided to do a bunch of things that, you know, um, resonated with my heart or resonated with my spirit. And little did I know it was things that would help, you know, shape and mold who I am, which will later become my identity. But like when you're starting out, it just feels like you're just trying new things or trying things that you know will get you out of that comfort zone of doing nothing and, you know, just living below that potential. You know, um, King, he talks a lot about playing small. And that's what it feels like, you know, when you refuse to accept um, the identity, you know, you can have a vision of yourself. But when you refuse to accept that person, you choose to play small. You choose to just continue in the life that you know is not serving you. You know it's not serving anybody. Um, and that's something, it's, it's like detrimental. I would hate to stay in that place. Right. It's, it's a scary place. You kind of, <laughs> when you, it's like when you choose a path and a lot of times the path we choose, it's uncharted water and it is scary. But your identity sometimes will be fortified through the journey. Yeah, so, you don't know who you are until you put yourself in these uncomfortable situations exactly. anyway. 